Hi, and welcome to another episode of Stress Bucket Solutions with me, Jin Lally. I'm a solution-focused psychotherapist. I'm based in Edinburgh, but I work online with clients from all over the UK and all over the world as well, and mainly in English-speaking countries. I work with a lot of um, expats who live abroad as well, so they like the solution-focused formula. If you're thinking of therapy, but something is stopping you, and the main thing, if it's stopping you, is if um, you feel you don't want to go over your problems of the past and dig into things, and you you almost can't even find any problems in your past. Uh, a lot of people can't. They're just feeling anxious right now. And if you want to feel better quickly, then solution-focused therapy could be really useful to you. So not all therapies are the same. There is a place to go into the past if you want to. I don't do that. I don't believe in that. I think it's about where you are now and where you want to be going forward. So I hope that my podcast, there's plenty of episodes, has really opened up your mind to different types of therapy, has given you some insight into solution-focused work. And that doesn't mean necessarily you need to come on board with me. Lots of solution-focused therapists uh, all over the UK for sure and now starting to be around the world as well. So there's many different types of therapies, just finding what works for you. And don't don't let thinking that you need to dig into your past or it's going to be hard work put you off because it isn't. Therapies shouldn't be hard work. Therapy should be making you feel better quite quickly. It shouldn't feel like hard work. The hard work is making the decision to have therapy. I guess. And that's that's only something you can do. But if you're living a life right now that is full of anxiety, stress or depression, and if you want something different and you believe that you can change, then solution focused therapy could be a really good fit for you. I want to talk today about how the brain works again. So we do this a lot in solution focused work. So I believe knowledge is power. If you can understand how the brain works, you can start to create change for yourself and you can manage change in the future as well. We are designed as human beings to take stress. We can take stress. And you'll know there's lots of people in your life that have got stress and they cope and they manage really well. If you are so consumed by anxiety, stress, depression, that it is affecting your everyday life, you do not have to live that way. There are things that you can do about it to make yourself feel better. You have a choice. And this doesn't mean we make your problems disappear and things, you know, that's that I'd be insulting your intelligence if I said that. But it's about learning how to cope and manage with everyday stresses. But if you are creating those everyday stresses by your own lifestyle, the way your mind works, then we can eliminate that and you can literally change your life. And that's the overriding last comment. A lot of my clients tell me they'll say, Jin, you've changed my life because that anxiety that was taking you over, that depression that's consuming you, you can get rid of it. You don't have to manage it. You don't have to fight with it. You don't have to deal with it. You can get rid of it. I have seen people do this and I've been so proud of all my clients that have done this and changed their lives completely. They're really getting somewhere. So please know that I'm with you, that you have a choice. It might not sound like, might not feel like you do right now. If you are consumed by anxiety and stress or depression, it might not feel like you have a choice, but there is another way to live and that there is hope for you out there. It's just finding what works for you. That's all. 
So today, like I said, I want to talk about how the brain works. I want to talk in a, a metaphorical way about how your brain works like a business. Because using a metaphor is the easiest way to understand these things. Now, we've gone over this before, but ages ago, I think it was episode 17. And we're now on what, 147, 148 or something. So um, let's go over that again. And I've been doing a lot more reading around it as well to give you more information. So let's, we'll, it's going to layer up that episode anyway. So you don't have to listen to it. If you want to go back and listen to number 17, you can. Um, but I'm more than happy to go over it in this one because it is quite complicated. Now, if your brain was a business, what I want you to imagine is your intelligent brain, which is the objective, rational part of your brain. I want you to imagine that as the boss of this business. It's the CEO, right? It knows what it wants to do. It knows what targets it wants to reach. It knows what direction it wants to go in. It's got, it's got ideas. And if your brain was a business, the primitive brain, the negative part, would be like a health and safety officer. Now, really useful because it stops you doing things you shouldn't be doing. But if that health and safety officer is fueled by a full stress bucket, guess what? It's in overdrive. So the health and safety officer is now very, very annoying. We can't do that because it's going to go wrong. Everything that comes from the boss, everything that comes from the CEO will be, we can't do that. It's going to go wrong. Here's the negatives. Let's do a risk assessment on everything. Nope, nope. It's just a no to everything. It's not going to let the boss do anything. I want you to now imagine your subconscious. It's another part of your brain. I want you to imagine your subconscious, which is also known in science terms as the anterior cingulate cortex. If you want to look it up, the anterior cingulate cortex is a really creative part of your brain. But I want you to imagine this, your subconscious, your anterior cingulate cortex as a secretary or PA. Now, everyone knows in every business, it's the secretary that runs the show. Secretaries are very good at organizing, planning, getting the job done. So the boss might have all the ideas, but the secretary makes it happen. And what we do in solution focused sessions is we are sending a message from the boss to the secretary of what we want. And we're bypassing health and safety. In summary, that's what we do. We send a message from the boss to the secretary and we bypass health and safety. So it's a positive, clear message. Now, you'll know we do this by the doing picture. The scaling and the doing picture. We're telling the secretary, this is what I want. And here's the detail. If we imagine, again, our brain is a business. Let's imagine the boss says to the secretary, right, um, I want to organize a meeting, staff meeting. And doesn't say anything else. The secretary will get on with the rest of their day. But will probably forget about that meeting. Because there wasn't enough detail. So let's do that again. The boss says to the secretary, I want to organize a meeting, a staff meeting. I need it to be on Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock in meeting room two. Here's the agenda and here's the people that I need to attend. Right. Now the secretary's got more to work with. That's a lot more detail. So what will happen now is the secretary will get on with the rest of their day. But when they go out for lunch and they walk past meeting room two, what's going to happen? They're going to think, oh, yeah, that reminds me. 
I need to book that room. And then they walk past a couple of people that they need to invite that were on the invite list. And they say, oh, I'll send you an email, but you're coming to that meeting. And then the secretary goes out for lunch and on that way has gone out for lunch and walks past the bakery and says, you know what? As another thing, I might just order some cakes for that meeting as well. Can you see what's happened? If we take that back to what's happening in the brain, if you can give your subconscious lots of detail, you are alerting your subconscious to what you want and more. So in our doing picture, I will always ask you, what would you be doing tomorrow if you felt a bit better? But not just that, I'm going to ask for detail. What time are you going to do it? Where are you going to do it? Paint the picture for me. Who else is there? Is there music in the background? What else is going on? Very, very specific about that picture. And people laugh at me and say, oh, Jane, you're asking for a lot of detail here. I'm like, yeah, because your subconscious, just like a secretary, loves detail. Plenty of detail to that subconscious, please. And it's more likely then that the secretary, the subconscious, will make it happen. And that happens all the time, doesn't it? If you're anything like me, so I'm looking at um, these really nice trainers at the moment. I'm always looking at trainers and I've seen them online. I really want a pair. I've done my research and now everywhere I go, I see those trainers. Because I've got so much detail in my mind about those trainers and all the different colours. I know all the colours it comes in, what they look like. I'm seeing everyone wearing them because my subconscious is being alerted to what I want because I gave it that message. That's what I want. I want those. And it's exactly the same with your mental fitness and your mental health. If you can talk about the opposite of anxiety, the opposite of depression, you're going to start seeing things that will alert you to what you want, not what you don't want. That is the solution-focused process. We are sending a message to your subconscious secretary about you want what you want. We're doing it with a lot of detail. We're getting very specific about it. And the other thing we're doing is, this is really important to remember, like any secretary, secretaries work best when they're in a good mood. That secretary will work for you when you are in a good mood. So that's why we start with what's been good about your week. What's been good and what else has been good and what else has been good. Keeping it solution focused again. Secretary has to be in a good mood to work for you. So we set the secretary up in a good mood. We send a very clear message and we bypass health and safety. And then we get the secretary to work for us. Now, once the secretary has got that message, that detailed image of your doing picture, we then go into relaxation. And the, the way I describe it in our metaphor is what we're doing is the secretary's got the message. Best not to interfere anymore with the secretary, right? Secretaries work best when they're left alone. Once they've got the message, stop interfering. So we send the boss and the health and safety officer off to play a round of golf and say, right, or we, we're sending them off for their lunch. So like, go away. And in that time, the secretary starts communicating with the rest of your brain and starts to come up with ideas of how that thing can happen and more. Now, the thing to remember is your secretary is not just working with that image. That image is just a very tangible description of what you want. 
I'll give you a, an example. So something like this, you, you might build up a doing picture of, you know, I will wake up in the morning and I'll wake up just before my alarm and I will get to the gym for eight o'clock and that'll really start my day off well. I'll, I'll probably have a good breakfast after that, but I'm um, eight o'clock and I'm in the gym. Now, it's not just about being in the gym at eight o'clock and you can hear the music behind you and you maybe you see a friend. The underlying message is I am someone who is looking after my health. I'm someone who gets up and does things. I am someone who is really organized. I've got energy. I'm looking after myself. That's that's the feeling. Now, if we talk about those feelings, they're all well and good, but the brain loves images. It loves details. So if you can apply that to some sort of doing picture image, your subconscious is going to make use of it better. It's much more tangible for the subconscious. It's much easier for your mind to deal with. It needs an image. So we kind of do things the other way around in solution focus. We'll come up with the image first and then I will ask you, are you pleased? Would you be pleased if that happened? And people would say, oh, yeah, I feel really good, Jen. And sometimes I'll say, oh, and what, what are the positive emotions does it give you? And people will say exactly that. Oh, it'll make me feel like I'm in control. It'll make me feel like I'm starting my day off right. I'm looking after myself. I'm going to eat healthy. All those are brilliant words, aren't they? But coming up with them on their own isn't enough for your mind. You need to get that doing picture right. And that's all I help people with, getting that doing picture right. Get a really positive doing picture for your subconscious to work with. Make sure your subconscious is in a good mood and it really will work with it even better. And it'll come up with even more creative ideas. My example being that a secretary would not only organize that meeting, but would probably think, you know what, I'll get some cakes for it as well. It comes up with more ideas. It works really creatively. It's very, very powerful. If you want to look it up, it's called the default mode network or the inner rehearsal mode. Now, I've written some blogs on it as well. And I think we've talked about it before in our um, podcast, but it's a really powerful process. And that is what I utilize in solution focus work to get your mind working in a more positive direction to create change going forward. It's extremely powerful. While you're relaxing as well, what I'm doing in the background with the relaxation that I guide you through, yes, we're creating lovely images of being relaxed, but you don't have to necessarily listen to me. What I'm doing is I'm flooding your subconscious with even more positive suggestions. I'm very indirect when I do that. I'm just using words like you're feeling in control and calm and maybe you, you feel that you are relaxed and confident and maybe you feel you're quite competent in all that you do. They're all quite random words, you know, but all positive words, positive suggestion, we call it. So while your mind is working on that lovely doing picture of getting up tomorrow morning and eight o'clock here in the gym, in the background, I'm also talking about you're calm, you're in control, you're feeling relaxed, and you're feeling competent and confident. That's even more for your subconscious to work with. Because I know it can work hard while you're relaxed. Might sound strange to you, but you know, when you're relaxed, when you go into a lovely relaxed state, in the background, your subconscious can work really, really hard. 
And so why would I not help you along by keeping that background sound very relaxed, very calming, very soothing? It drops your vigilance, it drops your stress, and we're flooding your brain with even more positive images, with these positive suggestions. So that's how your brain works, just like a business. And that's what we utilize in solution-focused work to the absolute maximum to create change quickly and easily. If you want to try it, see a solution-focused therapist. It really is valuable. If you're a client or an ex-client of mine, you're going to understand this. You know that that's what we do. And that's why I always say at the beginning of relaxation, you do not need to hang on to a word I say here. If your subconscious has got a really clear image, it will run with it. Now, one thing I do is if you're not happy with that image, if you just go, oh, yeah, it's all right, I'd be, I'd be in the gym by eight o'clock, that'd be. And if I ask you, would you be pleased? And you sort of say, oh, yeah, that'd be all right. I will not let you go into relaxation until you can really feel the positivity from your image. I will take you back and I'll say, right, you're going to have to make that image better. Let's. What else would you do? What else would you do that would really make you feel you're feeling a bit more positive? What is that vision? What is that picture? It's got to be an exciting picture, an interesting picture that really makes you go, yeah, oh, wow, I would be so pleased if that's what happened tomorrow. I'd be excited. Oh, that's a lovely picture. I'd be amazed if that happened, Jim. That's what I need to hear. So if you're half-hearted about your doing picture, don't be surprised if I will take you through the whole process again. Because there's no point going into relaxation if your secretary hasn't got a clear image, very detailed, that it's excited about in a very positive way. That is the, in inverted commas, hard work. It's not that much hard work, is it? Especially when we're talking positively. I'm there to help you as well. I might help you just give you an idea. I'll give you some examples, but I want you to come up with your own doing picture. There's some examples from clients I've had, and they're very common, those kind of ones. But some of my clients have come up with great doing pictures. Just small things going in the right direction. That's all we're looking for here. So I hope today's episode has given you an insight into more solution-focused work, and I hope it helps you understand how your brain works so that you can send your subconscious a more positive, detailed image going in the right direction, and you can get it to work for you. Until next time, we'll talk about some more stress bucket solutions then. Bye for now. Take care.